Welcome to West Cleaver Ministries. It's a pleasure that you can join us today. The topic of the message today is evangelism. So I wanted to spend some time to break down what evangelism is and what the call is on evangelism. So if we're ready to go, let's jump right into Mark 16, 15. This is known as a great commission to the church. Jesus said unto them, to the disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I heard one pastor say this, God, G-O-D, two-thirds of God is G-O, go. I never heard that before, but that really ministered to me when I heard that. Um, so right here in Mark 16, 15, he's delegating his authority to the church. Jesus has said that all power and authority has been given to him in heaven and earth. And he's telling the disciples here to go now into all the world and to preach the gospel to every creature. In Mark 16, it says, Whoever believes shall be saved, and whoever shall not believe shall be damned. That's talking about eternal life with God, and that's talking about eternal damnation and separation from God. But this is what the word evangelism uh, means, is to pre present Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit, that men shall put their trust, or you can add women, shall put their trust in Jesus Christ, to accept Him as their Lord and Savior, and to serve Him as King of kings and Lord of lords. That word evangelist, another meaning of it, is a publisher of glad tidings, a missionary preacher of the gospel, like Philip in the New Testament, one going from city to city, preaching the word of God. A revivalist is another definition, uh, and a preacher who holds public services in various cities and places. That would be the office of an evangelist. In Ephesians chapter 4, you can find the fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, and one of those offices or ministry gifts is the evangelist, and that's what we're looking at today. Romans 10, 14, it says this, How then shall they call on him in whom they not believed? And how shall they believe in him, talking about Jesus, in whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So right here in Romans 10, 14, it says, how are people going to believe in someone they haven't heard? And how can they be saved if they haven't heard the gospel? And he, and he, he tells you right here at the end of this, how that's going to happen is, is I'm going to send evangelists into the highways and uh, byways that will preach this gospel. Now, I fall into that same class under that office gift of an evangelist. And I'm not limited to preaching right here uh, uh, on live stream or YouTube. I'm not limited to preaching behind a pulpit in the church, although I do do that on a regular basis. But I found myself preaching in parking lots, in grocery stores, at gas stations, because that's the gift that's on my life. And God is reaching out to this lost generation. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if any man, I like to add woman also, be in Christ, they're a new creation or, or a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's what happens when you become born again. But look at uh, 2 Corinthians 5.18. It says this, And all things are of God, who has reconciled all things to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to each one of us. So now we have a responsibility as believers. He's given to each one of us the ministry of reconciliation. And what does that mean? That means since God put his arms around you and loved you and saved you and delivered you from the kingdom of darkness and translated into the, and into the kingdom of his dear son, 
and the mercy that God had upon you and had upon me and saved us right here in 2 Corinthians 5.18, it says that he's given us, me and you, a ministry. So whether you know it or not, you have a ministry to reconcile people back unto Christ. That's to let them know the good news, to let them know your testimony, to let them know what Jesus has done for you personally. And God says if one, one waters and one plants, one preaches, one encourages, one prays, but God gets the increase. He can save the furthest person that you would ever believe that can get saved. He can save. The David said, where shall I go? If I ascend to the heavens, you're there. Or if I go into the depths of the earth or into the furthest part of the sea, you're there. Your spirit's there. And he's drawing us unto himself. And he uses this gift of evangelism to draw people to hear the gospel, to get saved. Amen. I know myself at 16 years old, I heard the gospel of, the Bible says there's a gospel of our salvation and in, in, in Ephesians chapter 1 I heard the gospel and God allowed me to hear that gospel that day and I responded and when I responded I was saved and born again and I'm so glad it's the best thing that ever happened to me in the earth you can buy a car a house you can even get a promotion for your job but there's nothing better than the born again experience the new life that we have in Christ everything is nothing compared because all of those things in the earth are temporary temporary to the earth and when you leave they stay here but your salvation is eternal when you step out of this world you step right in to the very presence of God hallelujah that word reconciled means to change or to make an exchange to change from being an enemy of God to a friend. That's what he did for me and you. He reconciled us back into himself when we were enemies. And, and the Bible says in our mind, uh, we were enemies to God. We didn't even know it, but we were opposed to God. That word reconciliation means in the New Testament, the restoration of the favor of God to sinners to repent and put their trust in Jesus. It also means atonement or forgiveness. Now let me finish up this message with a few more verses here. You and I cannot say this uh, on our own, or we cannot do this work on our own. So this work of evangelism, we have to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And He's given us the Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead in Romans 8 dwells in me and you. And that Holy Spirit is empowering us to be witnesses into the earth. Now let me read Acts. I'm here, chapter 1, verse 8. And it says this, But you shall receive power. That's the power of God. The deutimous power of God. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you, right? And you shall be witnesses unto me. We're talking about evangelism and being a witness. And you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. And I, I put this here. That, that Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth, to me and you simply could be this. Every day we're going somewhere. Let's use this as an opportunity to tell our friends about Jesus, to tell our co-workers about what's happened, to tell our family members about this new life we have in Christ, to tell our neighbors and people we come across within our day about the work of salvation, about what God has done. Evangelism, let me end here. Uh, I have a definition. 
When one is so full of the joy about Jesus, the good news cannot help but to come out of their lives. When we're empowered and encouraged by what God has done, this is going to bubble out from our lives and it's going to touch people all around us. Just like the early church, the last church or the end time church will be endued with power, supernatural ability to do the works of God within each of our own lives. I hope that this encouraged you today because I'm encouraged. I've said this many times before. If anyone doesn't get this, I'll get this and I'll preach my own self happy and I preach myself happy. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in until I see you next time. Thank you and God bless you. Amen.